Hello, and welcome to Encountering God Ministries. I'm your host, Tom and Sarah, and um, I want to invite you to go ahead and to check out our website, which is EncounteringGodMinistries.org. It just went live. I'm really excited about where it's going and, and what's going to be happening through it. Um, you can check out some blogs on there. It's also going to have some e-courses coming up. We're working on those webinars. Uh, we'll be having those things involved into that website. And I want to tell you really that this is probably the most exciting time that we have as a ministry and that my purpose is to encourage you to build you up and to, and to draw you closer to Jesus. And that is what my desire is to strengthen you and to, and to really just speak into your purpose. So go ahead and just check out the website. Thank you for joining me again on my podcast. Um, and, and yeah, God bless you. Does so many great things. God is so good. He's so amazing. I want us to go to Psalm 24. <clears throat> um, Psalm 24. Uh, you know, David is, is such a great guy. David loves God. He, 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 he has, um, I mean, he, he's had troubles. He had a prophetic word that wasn't fulfilled till later on. Uh, he had a prophetic word given to him that he was going to be king, but there was a problem. <laughs> there still was um, <clears throat> King Saul. And, and so what, what, what the deal was is that, is that there is a, uh, a situation that David is facing like virtually every hour. He's facing something and he always comes to it. Now, this psalm comes around the time of the Sabbath. It, um, you know, it, it, it just kind of like, it's, it's a, a, it's a poetic praise to God, uh, on the Sabbath, you know, so basically he's at a day of rest. And, you know, David had these hired worship leaders around him. So he would just come out with these Psalms and they would write them, uh, as he would say them. Um, you know, and then he would give them to the musicians who would put them into music. He would put them into music. And that's kind of how that worked. Uh, that they, they were around him all the time. He, uh, I don't know if he paid them, but they were around him all the time. So here is this thing, uh, on the Sabbath. And he, and he did Psalm 23 as well, um, around that time. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's just like, you know, David was a shepherd. David had these, uh, things that he did. And, and David, was so excited about what he was doing all the time because he knew it was for something greater. So here we go. God claims the world as his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. Psalm 24, verse 1. God claims the world as his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then? ascends into the presence of the Lord and who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place. Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by, by the truth. Um, those who never deceived, uh, whose words are sure, they will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob.
And then he says, sila, or pause in his presence. Let's meditate on that a little bit. <clears throat> so before we, get, before we go any further, I want to go back here. Uh, there's only really one thing, one thing only, that, um, that, that Jesus had to borrow, uh, that, that God had to borrow, and that was the tomb that Jesus was laid in. He was, he was only going to need it for the weekend. He didn't need it all the time. He just needed it for the weekend, okay? So God claims it as his. This is it. The, the world is his. The globe belongs to him, and everything and everyone belongs to him. That's why Paul in, in, in Romans 1.20 can say his, his divine attribute, his invisible attributes, his divine nature has been clearly seen through what has been made because he owns it. He created it. So there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> and he's the one. It wasn't, it wasn't an accident. He pushed the, the waters away. He pushed back the oceans to let the dry ground appear. Okay. Uh, he planted, uh, firm foundations for the earth, you know, and then, and then who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? So who can ascend into God's presence? This is the question. Who can ascend into God's presence? Okay. And he gives us the key here. David, David says this. Who, those who are clean. I know that, uh, in, in, in the, um, New King James, it says, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. And I remember, there was a preacher back in um, uh, the King's College in Briarcliff Manor, New York, way back in the seventies. Uh, his name was Robert A. Cook, and uh, and he would, I mean, he talked about this verse for months. You know, who can ascend, who can ascend to God? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Okay, um, so those who are clean, if you want to ascend into God's presence, into God's holy place. Who has this privilege? Who ascends into the presence of the Lord? Okay, those who have clean hands, whose works are always pure. Your intentions, God knows your intentions. Man may be this, man, man may not understand your intentions, but that's okay. If God doesn't, if, if man does not understand your intentions, but God does. See, man looks on the outside, but God looks at the heart. What is your heart? I've been misunderstood quite a bit in my life and um, my intentions because everybody thought I was trying to either steal their position, um, you know, but, but that's not me. I don't, I don't want position. I don't need position, okay? I just need you to know that what my intentions are. And really that comes through communication, let's face it, right? Everything and everyone belongs to him, okay? And who then ascends? Into the presence of the Lord. Now, now you got to understand, this is called the hill of the Lord. This is, you know, this is Mount Zion. This little bump in Israel, they call it the hill of the Lord. And, um, you know, this is who can ascend this hill? Who can come up to the to this place? All right, those who have clean hands and whose ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by truth. Those who never deceive whose words are sure. My dad used to say this, and um, he used to say, listen, son, a man is only as good as his word. If his word is good, the man is good. And then he would go like this. If his word is bad, he just left it to you to understand it. He leaves it to you. Okay, I understand. If the word is bad, the man is bad. 
a man who keeps his word. It's it's like for us and my family, your word was your word. You don't just throw things out there flippantly. That's why I, I when if I ever make a promise to somebody, I always keep it because it's true. It's it's who I am. I don't. I never break a promise. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so he who has clean hands and a pure heart. Okay. Um, this is how you can do this. Okay. This is how you can have clean hands and a pure heart. In Psalm 119, verse 8. I love Psalm 119. It's really incredibly long, but I love Psalm 119. And this is what he says. How can a young man stay pure? Or how can a young person stay pure? Okay. Only by living in the word of God and walking in its truth. You can only be pure if you live in God's word and you walk in the truth of it. There are hearers of the word, but there are those that actually walk the word out. You can either be uh, hearers or effective, effectual doers of the word. Okay, that's it. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is it. Okay. Now, I, I just, I just, I just love this immensely. It says, uh, "How can you do it? Okay, only by living in the Word of God." The life that you now live, Galatians 2.20, you live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for you. Okay? I consider your prophecies, verse 11 of Psalm 119, to be my greatest treasure. I memorize them and write them on my heart. Okay? The word of God, these, 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 these utterances of God. These utterances of God to be your greatest treasure. You got to make this your greatest treasure. Newspapers are not your greatest treasure. Not your greatest treasure. What is your greatest treasure? Your greatest treasure, I love it, your greatest treasure is the prophetic word or the word of encouragement or the utterance of God that is from the word. So you got to live in the word of God and walk in its truth. That's how you keep your ways pure. Whose hearts are true and sealed with truth. You got to remain true. In other words, you've got to remain sure. You've got to remain in this place. And this is what God is doing for you. God is bringing you into a place where your ways are true and you are sealed by truth. Remember, Pilate looks at Jesus and Jesus, you know, he's looking at him and he goes, uh, Pilate looks at him and says, well, what is truth? Jesus said in John 14, I am the way. Here it is. I am the truth and I am the life. That's it. He's the way. He's the truth and he's the life. He is love. You want to know what truth is? You've got to work. You got to, you got to bring all of your stuff into the place where you know truth. 
There is truth. This is truth. Jesus is truth. Jesus is pure theology. Man can have ideas, but Jesus is true theology. Bring all of your theologies, bring all of your doctrines, bring all of the things that you believe through this filter, so to speak, of Jesus' life, of Jesus. That is truth. That is true and perfect theology. I love it. He who has clean hands and whose hearts are true and sealed by truth, those who never deceive, whose words are sure. I love it. You're only as good as your word is. All right? Too many people are afraid to make a commitment. That's why we have men and women living together, because uh, they're afraid to make a commitment. Well, what if he leaves? Well, what if he doesn't? What if I don't trust him? Then why are you dating him? What if she's going to backstab me? Then why are you dating her? We're not animals, man. We're people made in the image of God, not in the image of man. We're made in the image of God. We can go a whole way there. I'm not going to do it. Okay, <clears throat> those who never deceive, whose, whose words are sure. So if I, if I tell somebody I'm going to do something, I will do it. Okay, I will do it. Except for injury and illness that may postpone it, but I will do it. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by... The, i got to tell you this, there have been a number of times where places I would work... Um, they would they would ask me, why are you doing that? And I said, because I said I would. Well, you don't have to do that. Yeah, I do, because I said I would. A man is only as good as his word is, okay? They will receive the Lord's blessing. This is why. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. Okay, it's interesting that he uses Jacob there, but we'll get into that in a second. You're going to stand before God. You're going to receive. Remember, because of the cross, you are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. You have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who lives. It's Christ who lives in you. In the life you live now, you live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for you. And then in Colossians 3, we talked about it a couple of days ago. In Colossians 3, he talks about this. He says, he says that you are a partaker of his resurrection. You join in his resurrection as well. If you're dead, if you're, if you died with him on the cross, you are also raised with him in the resurrection. He's given by the Savior God. Okay. There's a different word used. Okay. The Savior, Yeshua, is the name here. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face. Who can stand in God's presence? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. You're going to stand before him. Personally, it's going to be a millennial millennium before I get to stand because I'm going to be on my face in honor and worship of the Lord when I see him face to face in glory. So if that's the case, David goes on. 
If this is the case, he's so glorious. Who can ascend? You got to have clean hands. Your works have to be pure. Your heart has to be true. And, and, and you never deceive and your words are sure. If that has happened, he says this. So in light of that, wake up, you living, uh, you, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. I love it. Who ask, who is, you ask, who is this king, who is this glory king? The Lord, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. I love it. Wake up, you living gateway, and rejoice. Now, this is a figure of speech for rejoicing. Okay, when you lift up your head, you're you're no longer like like you'll see somebody discouraged because they have their head down unless they're looking for money on the ground. But lift up your head. This is figurative speech for rejoicing. We are living gateways who rejoice in the Lord. And we rejoice in him as he draws near to us in his temple. Remember, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I love it. Okay, fling wide, you ages, doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. And you ask, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. He is the king of glory. Who fights for you? Who is fighting for you? Who is this person that's fighting for you? It is the king of glory. He is armed for battle. He is armed for battle. Where where do we fight? Where do we battle? We battle on our knees. We battle in the presence. We battle on our knees to the Lord. We come before the Lord. If we don't know what to pray, we pray in tongues. Until there's until it until it lifts. We pray in tongues until it lifts. Understand that the presence of God is real. Understand that his glory is sure. Keep your way pure. Keep it in the word. Keep your life in the word. I'm only telling you this because it's the only way. It's the only way to do this. Well, anyway, guys, God bless you. Have a great day. I'm I'm using this time to really encourage you and to bless you, and to allow you to see how much God wants to encounter you. Okay? Well, God bless you.